0: This is The Commission Church Online. Welcome to our podcast. We want to be a church who brings heaven on earth through the word of God and the love of Christ. I pray this week's message blesses you. So uh, I'm so pumped to be here. Uh, I, so yeah, uh, as Pastor said, my name is Ty Buckingham. Uh, I am from Atlanta, Georgia. Yep, and I am married. Uh, I've been married for seven years. No clapping, that's fine. Um, no, no, you're too late. You missed it. You hate marriage. Uh, and so, yeah, so I've been married for seven years. And it's really funny because when I first got married, people were so excited. Like I would, I would speak somewhere, newly married, man, thunderous applause, standing ovations. And what I'm learning tonight is that nobody cares. Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's whatever. Um, but we, as we've been married for a while, people would ask us this question constantly, all the time, for years. People would ask us, when are you going to have children? When are you going to have children? And for the longest time, my answer was always the same. We don't know, but we practice all the time. And so... If you're married and you didn't think that was funny, you just need more practice, okay? Um, and so, man, for real, for a long time, that was our answer, but now we have a baby. I think we have a photo of him. Uh, yeah, so there's there's my, me and my wife and my little baby. His uh his name is Moses, uh, Moses Todd, and then our puppy, who is just a little demon. And so she's awesome. You can't take that off. Uh, but so, but yeah, so I've been doing that for a while. And yeah, I get to have the incredible honor and privilege of traveling around the world, preaching and teaching primarily on, on Holy Spirit. It's really my passion to make the complicated, simple, and the awkward things not so awkward. Because the truth is, man, let me say it like this like a, like a spirit filled believer is just a normal believer. And so that's what we're going to be pursuing this, this evening. Uh, we're going to be talking about who Holy Spirit is, his active involvement in our life. And then uh, at the end of service, what we're really going to do is we're going to spend some time praying for two things. We're going to pray that he fills us, and then we're going to do something with that. But we're going we're to get into this. And i got to start off with something very spiritual, and that's our pets. Raise your hand if you have a pet. Okay. Wow, like, okay, like almost everybody. Okay, so for me personally, I feel like there are four main types of pets that you can have. And if I don't bring up your pet, like, no, you know, whatever. But like for me, I feel like there are four main types of pets, first being dog people. Do we have any dog people in the house? Okay, cool, cool. Um, you seem more excited about that than my marriage, but it's fine. And so you're like, I love the dog, your marriage, whatever. Okay, so I feel, at least for me, that this is the most American pet to have. When I imagine the American family, it's mom, dad, two kids, golden retriever, American flag, bandana. Like, that's that's the American dream, at least in my mind. I remember when we carried that puppy into our house, you know, a couple years ago, I remember carrying the puppy into my house and just feeling more American. Like, I, I felt like I needed to go and vote for something or buy a gun or whatever people in Texas do. I don't know. Uh, And so, but I mean, I was super excited about it, but I feel like that's a pretty normal pet. Uh, The second kind of pets are these, are cat people. Do we have any cat people? Okay, basically what you say is I make bad choices. And, so, and I get it. Like, I, I've been there. Like, that's been my life. Um, that's part of me and my wife's testimony. Um, we had a cat. We loved him a lot. Um, but we had to get rid of him because he had some medical condition called, oh, what was it called? Peeing everywhere. And so he was, this cat was peeing everywhere. And we gave him so much grace. But eventually, he got too much for us, so we did the Christ like thing and we gave our problems to somebody else. And so, but he's good, he's in a better place or something. And then, uh, two other categories of pets we have dogs, cats, and then we have uh, people who have uh, like pet snakes. And if you're here and you have a pet snake, either you have or you will do jail time. Like, like there's no way around it, like for real. Like if, if I hung out with Pastor uh, after and he like invited me to his house and he was like giving me a tour of his house and Pastor's like, hey, so there's the bathroom if you need a kitchen, if you're thirsty. I'm like, Pastor, what's that dimly lit room at the end of the hall? He's like, oh, don't worry about that. I'm like, no, Pastor, you can tell me, we're friends. He's like, that's where I keep my pet snakes. I'd be like, oh, Pastor has done time. Like, like that would be my immediate assumption. But then the last category, and we'll stay on this for a minute, are people who have uh, pet birds. And for me personally, this is just me, I have never once met a normal person who has a pet bird. Man, I don't know about you. And if you're here and you're like, but I have a pet bird. Get ready. Okay. Uh, for real, uh, I man, when, Before I got married, I lived next door to these people who had these exotic birds, which meant like twice as expensive and three times as loud and four times as ugly. Like they were these loud, ugly birds in their house. And even when I would go on walks around the neighborhood, man, I would hear them from outside of their house. It was that loud. And then one day the, the my neighbors kind of invited me into their house, you know, just kind of saying hi. And so I went in just kind of being neighborly and something was different about this time, I walk into the house, and it was completely silent, and I, all I could think of was, like, oh my goodness, like, you know, praise God, they died. Um, no, they didn't die, and so I asked them, though, I said, hey, where are the birds? Usually, they're so loud, and they pointed over uh, to the other room, and they, they pointed to the bird cage, which is already a funny thing, because birds are made to do one thing, and that is to what? Yeah, fly. Yeah. And yet when we have them as pets, they can't do what they're made to do. They just kind of hop around. It looks ridiculous. But in this situation, I saw the birdcage and it had a blanket over the cage. I'd never seen this before. So I asked my neighbors, hey, what is up with the blanket over the cage? And they told me this. They said, hey, if we put a blanket over the birdcage, man, it makes them go completely silent and it's as if they're not even there. And in this one random moment at a neighbor's house, I realized this, of how many people treat Holy Spirit like he's actually a bird. So many times we confine him to a cage of comfortability or worst case scenario, we're hearing something, we don't know what to do with it. So we put a blanket over him and we miss out on what everything he wants to do in our life. And so what we're going to talk about is the truth uh, that Holy Spirit is not a bird, but Holy Spirit is God. Holy Spirit is God here on Earth, living within side of us. Uh, I'm going to preach a little bit out of a book I wrote called "The Holy Spirit's on a Bird," but what we're really going to look at is is the Word of God. And so, if you have your Bibles, say, "Oh yeah, okay. okay." A bunch of us, okay. We're going to go look at Matthew chapter three. If you didn't bring your Bibles, no harm, no shame. I uh, will have it on the screen for your uh, your viewing pleasure. In uh, Matthew three sixteen and seventeen, this is kind of a setup. Because I don't know about you, but for a long time, for years, I grew up and every time I imagined Holy Spirit, I would always picture a bird or a dove. We see this on like church logos, paintings of Jesus, like it's Jesus, a halo, then a dove. And I used to always wonder why is it when I think of Holy Spirit, I always think of a dove or a bird. Man, if if tonight, if I was to ask you all on a piece of paper to draw a picture of Holy Spirit, most of you would do one of two things. Uh, some of you would draw a picture of a bird. Makes sense. We'll get to that. Some of you might be like old school Pentecostal, just draw fire. I get that. Some of you might do both, which would be like fried chicken or something like that. And that joke sucks, but I always try. And so, but man, the truth is, I used to wonder, why is it that we always kind of personify him or really objectify him as this bird? And it comes from actually this passage in a way, Matthew three sixteen and 17. This is when Jesus is getting baptized. And it says this. When Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God. I want us to pause, because any time in the Bible that you see Spirit of God, it is talking about Holy Spirit. Same person, just different vernacular, different way of saying it. So my legal name is Tyler, but everyone calls me Ty. But either way, it's talking about the same person. And so it says, hey, and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove or like a bird and coming to rest upon Jesus. And behold, a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. This voice from heaven is obviously the voice of God, the Father. And then we have in the same moment, Jesus, God, the Son, being baptized. And at the same moment, we have God, the Holy Spirit, all together at the same place at the same time. This is actually one of the only places in the entire New Testament where we see God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all together at the same place at the same time. Which shows us something. It shows us that Holy Spirit isn't a bird. He isn't some like extra kind of angel. Holy Spirit is God here on earth living with inside of us to have a relationship with us, to have a relationship with us. And I absolutely love this. Uh, I think it's interesting, the book of Matthew is written by a guy named Matthew. He's writing down his firsthand account of what he's seeing. He's using his earthly language to describe often heavenly moments, and his best descriptions are of things he's never seen in an earthly way. And so he's seeing this, and he says, hey, the best way I can describe this to you is it looked like a dove or like a bird. The word like is metaphorical in nature. So, whole, so Matthew is not saying that Holy Spirit is a bird. He's saying, hey, the best way I can describe this to you you is it kind of looked like a bird coming onto a branch, but the truth is, Holy Spirit is God here on earth who wants to live with inside of us to have a relationship with us. But maybe for you, I ask this question, why do I need a relationship with Holy Spirit if I've already have a relationship with Jesus? Why do I need this extra relationship? And the first reason of why I have this relationship is that it is Jesus's plan for you. It is Jesus's plan for you. Uh, John 16, verse seven, Jesus says this, "'Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. "'It is better for you or it is to your advantage "'that I, Jesus, go away. "'For if I do not go, the Helper, Holy Spirit, "'will not come to you. "'But if I go, I will send him to you.'" I love this. You know why I love this so much? Because Jesus is saying there's an extra emphasis that it's actually better. It's to our advantage for us to have Holy Spirit with us. Because if I can say it like this, Holy Spirit does what Jesus couldn't do. Holy Spirit does what Jesus couldn't do because Jesus was confined to one place at one time in an earthly body, but Holy Spirit, man, instead of us trying to get to Jesus, man, Jesus through Holy Spirit gets to us wherever we're at. So instead of us trying to push through crowds, man, try to travel to where Jesus is so we can maybe touch the hem of his garment. Man, he touches us every day through Holy Spirit who lives inside of us. So instead of us trying to find Jesus, Jesus finds us through Holy Spirit. So it's his plan for us. The second reason is this, is that it is way better than doing life on your own. It is way better doing life on your own. I've been doing life on your own. Uh, this is a true story, uh, unfortunately. So, there is this one prayer I have prayed six times in my life. Six times I prayed this prayer. The first time I was 15 years old, and the prayer went like this: "Jesus, let me marry that girl." Amen. Okay. You laughed, but some of y'all done it. Okay, so the first time, it's a romantic story, so I have to tell it really quickly. Uh, I'm I'm texting this girl, the best way to communicate to a woman, and not really, and so I texted this girl. I said, hey, girl, do you want to be my girlfriend? Yes or no? Those are the options, two options. She responded with a third option. Did not know that was allowed, but she did it. She threw a curveball. I said, do you want to be my girlfriend? Yes or no? She said, sure, period, which was enough for me. I, mean, I was 15 years old. I was like, this is the woman of my dreams. I've known her for like eight minutes, so she's obviously the one. I mean, I'm 15 years old. I know all there is to know about life, and I grab my phone. I, I flip it down, put it in my pocket, run up to my bedroom, and I prayed that prayer for the first time. I said, Jesus, let that girl be my wife. Eight minutes later, we break up. You know, that really happened. And so, but then I I actually did this over and over again. I did this in high school. In college, it was like an extracurricular activity for me, like every day. And so I was praying this, desperately so. And if I'm really honest, I mean, I would often pray this for people who like, I love Jesus and they love Jesus. So my assumption was that it has to be Jesus, but that's not how that rolls all the time. And so I would get perpetually frustrated that God was not answering my prayers. And maybe you're in a place or a season right now where you're frustrated because it feels like God isn't answering your prayers. But could it be that God isn't answering your prayers because he has a better prayer for you to pray? Man, so many times I was getting frustrated because I'm like, God, this is obviously your will, even though I'm the one demanding it. And you're like, but God, like, I would get frustrated at God. And yet, man... I did this over and over and over again. Eventually in college, the last time I ever prayed this, I was in a season of my life, I called the super single season, desperately so. I'm at a Starbucks working on a paper for college and all of a sudden this beautiful woman walks into the Starbucks, I'm typing my paper, I look up, I look down, and I say, in the name of Jesus. Like, like please, like, like for real, please Jesus, do a miracle in my life. Uh, I looked at her again and she had a wedding ring on, so it made things really complicated. Um, but man, can I be real with you? I am so thankful that God did not answer those prayers. Man, those six girls, they're, they're crazy, okay? Um, man, if you're ever in a relationship and it doesn't work out and you don't know what to say, you always just say they're crazy. Man, because they're all crazy. Like, Ty, what happened with you and Michelle? Oh, she crazy. Like, dude, say, say no more. I got you. Like, I got you. Um, but man, I would get perpetually frustrated. And then I met this girl named Rebecca. You saw a picture of her earlier. And I never prayed that prayer. Number one, because it didn't work. Okay, no, no, no track record. But number two is because I didn't need to beg God for things that he already had planned for my life. And so I, I start pursuing Rebecca, dating her, you know, courting her, all that stuff, at the same time that I'm also pursuing a relationship with Holy Spirit. And my relationship with Holy Spirit did not go on pause to have a relationship with another human being. They're both going congruently at the same time. And over a little while, uh, I felt, because I have a relationship with Holy Spirit, I'm learning to hear his voice better and better. I felt Holy Spirit tell me that she was the woman uh, I'm supposed to marry. But uh, on the count of three, I need all of us to say time out. One, two, three. Thank you. Okay, we need to pause. Uh, Now, no shame on this, but I'm always curious. Raise your hand if you are currently single. If you're currently single, okay. A couple of, wow, people are ashamed, okay. Uh, It's okay. Okay, put your hands up. So here's here's the rule of thumb. If you meet somebody and you know that you know that God is telling you that that person is going to be your spouse, you do not tell them because it's super weird. <laughs> Imagine this. Imagine this is a dinner table. It's on date number two with Rebecca. Uh, I sit down. She sits down. She's like, hey, how was your day? I'm like, oh, it was amazing. She's like, what was so good about it? I'm like, well, today I heard from God. She's like, that's impressive. What did you hear from? Well, are you in for a treat today? <laughs> um, I don't know, i tell you this, but God told me you're going to be my wife. You're welcome. Like, like, I promise you, if I would have done that, she would have gotten up from the table, ran away, and I never would have seen her again. You know why? Because that's weird, it's manipulative, it's strange. And let me say it like this: Holy Spirit does not give you permission to be weird. He gives you authority to be normal. Holy Spirit doesn't give you permission to be weird, he gives you authority to be a normal believer. And so uh, we end up, you know, we end up getting married and about two weeks later, just to make sure it's settled, uh, I told her that I felt like this was God's plan the whole time. And then she said, oh, I felt that way at the same time too, which is kind of frustrating, would have saved us a lot of time, but it's fine. And so, but I didn't, I didn't tell her that because Holy Spirit, man, is not a manipulator, he's a motivator. I mean, he doesn't, need a he doesn't need to manipulate anything because he is a creator, not a manipulator. And so why have relationship with Holy Spirit? It's Jesus' plan for you. It's better than doing life on your own. And third you know, of why have relationship is that it is a miraculous life. Someone say Miraculous. Okay, thanks. So uh, I want to tell you a quick story uh, to kind of exemplify this, uh, to make this very normal for you. Uh, Because for me personally, I I feel called to be a normal believer. And I believe normal believers are called to see miracles, not just once in their life, but to have a miraculous life. So a quick story just kind of illustrate this um, is, is this, because I think we're all going to have these moments later and even tonight, is that I was going, this is a, a little while ago, I was going to Walmart, um, which is already a miraculous place because you go in for two things and you leave with like 85 things. And so uh, I'm going into Walmart by myself. My wife was working. I was getting some stuff for a trip kind of like this. I'm about to walk into Walmart and all of a sudden, I feel, I feel this nudge of Holy Spirit. Say the nudge. Actually do this. Can you nudge person next to you? Just give them a little nudge. There we go, little nudge. Okay, so I felt something like this. Um, now, it's not literally or physically. Uh, it's like a nudge in the right direction. And when Holy Spirit speaks to us, it often comes as a thought, which is why it is very important for us to have a clean and healthy thought life, because that's where Holy Spirit is going to speak. And so I'm about to walk into Walmart and I feel the nudge of Holy Spirit because I have a relationship with him and I'm hearing his voice and this is what I felt like Holy Spirit was telling me. He says, you can't leave Walmart until you pray for the sick. And my honest response was, Yes, I can. I do all the time. <laughs> like, I don't know if you've seen me do this, Jesus, but I do this all the time. But the truth is, is his plans are better than my plans. His ways are better than my ways. And so I'm, I, I start walking into Walmart and there's really two ways you can do this as a normal believer or as a weird believer. A weird believer walks into Walmart and tries to make something happen where a normal believer walks in things and Holy Spirit makes them happen. And so, man, a weird believer goes up to every person and says, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? You look sick. Uh, no, like that's weird. It's rude. It takes a lot of time. But I, I'm trying to be a normal believer. So I go in with my shopping cart and I get the things I need to get. And I, I, you know, I get my my toothbrush, my toothbrush, my toilet paste. Toilet paste. <laughs> what the heck in the name of Jesus? This is now recorded. Thank God. Okay. Woo, man. Holy Ghost better move in a second. Uh, man, so I get all my, all my stuff. Man, that really, that really messed me up real good. But so I'm getting all this stuff. Man, and, and God didn't move, probably because I'm looking for, you know, that weird paste. But so uh, I'm, nothing is happening. Uh, I'm, I'm wrapping up all my groceries, all my errands, all my travel essentials. And uh, I'm at the back uh, of the Walmart, the Holy of Holies with all the TVs. And uh, I'm wrapped up. I've got nothing done uh, spiritually. And I want to let you know that if that's how the story ends, it's totally okay. It is okay for you to feel like you heard from Holy Spirit and it not work out the way you think it should have looked. Because the truth is, I'm not in control, he's in control. And he's not trying to hear me like, or like, like speak to me incorrectly. It might be that I'm just in a place or a season where I'm, I can't hear him really well. And so it doesn't say that I can't hear him anymore. It means that I have a better opportunity the next time to slow down and to try to hear his voice better. So it is okay if you've missed it before. There's always another time. Now, this time, I did hear it correctly. I'm in the back of Walmart, uh, and I felt like there's this nudge again. One more time. Kind of nudge works next to you. Nudge one more time. There we go. So I feel this nudge again as I'm walking towards the front of Walmart to check out. And all of a sudden, I feel like Holy Spirit speaks specifically to me because he is a specifically loving God who wants to specifically speak to, to specific people. And so he specifically tells me this. This is what I felt it, that he said is, hey, in three aisles from now is the person I want you to pray for. And you might be thinking like, yeah, right, which is what I thought. I was like, yeah, I don't know. And you might be wondering, well, how do you know it's Holy Spirit speaking and not just your own thoughts? Well, number one, is it rooted in the word of God? The word of God is the foundation for all other godly communication. So man, like praying for the sick, it is throughout the word of God. We'll do that at the very end of service tonight. But then the other way outside of the word of God is I'm just going to find out. Worst case scenario, I learn how to hear his voice better. So I go aisle number one, nobody. Aisle number two, nobody. Aisle number three, there is one person, it's a Walmart employee, and it's the cereal aisle. And you might be like, Ty, who cares? Because if God's going to do a work in Walmart, he's going to do it in the cereal aisle. Man, because, okay, here's the thing. I have never in my life seen water turn to wine. Never once but I have seen milk turn into chocolate milk, praise Jesus. And so I'm like, I'm in the miracle aisle already. I walk up to the lady uh, and she says, hey, uh, before I can say anything, she says, hey, is there anything I can help you with? In my mind, she's begging me to pray for her. Not really. But so, but in this, I want to make this really practical for us because I believe that we're supposed to be practical believers, not just believing believers, but seeing believers. Man, I love what pastor said, like, I don't want to just pray for things. I want to actually see things. And for me, this is how I really practically uh, pray for, people in public and even often in churches. And so I walk up to the lady with my hands in my pockets and I say, hey ma'am, this might be really weird because it probably is. Uh, It's probably really weird for her to get prayed for. So I say, hey ma'am, this might be really weird. Uh, I think God is super real. I'm trying to hear his voice better every day. I have this weird feeling I'm supposed to pray for you. Would that be okay? Would that be okay is important because I'm asking permission so I can operate under a better level of authority. Because, I mean, I don't want to just be like, with my shopping cart, I see her. I'm like, okay, let's go. In the name of Jesus. And you're like, like mm, no, if you did that to me, we'd have a huge problem, like a huge issue. And so I want to be a normal believer who sees amazing things because of it. And so uh, I, I, I tell her, hey, I feel like I'm supposed to pray for you. Would that be okay? And she's like, sure. Like, why not? Let's be real. She's on the clock getting prayed for. Best deal of all time. She's getting paid to pray. Like you know, there we go. And so um, I'm about to pray for her. And all of a sudden, I get this really specific word of knowledge. Uh, a word of knowledge is uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. There are nine gifts of Holy Spirit. And a word of knowledge is where Holy Spirit will give us as believers information to bring someone else closer to Jesus. Man, this isn't reading their dirty laundry, all their, all their mail. Man, this is about bringing them closer to Jesus. So I feel this nudge. And, and let me say it like this. This isn't for preachers and pastors. This is for all godly people. Man, so this isn't, like, Holy Spirit is not for the spiritual elite. He's for everybody. And so this story, I didn't go to Walmart as a preacher or a pastor. I went as a person looking for toilet paste, apparently. And so, but I I say, hey, ma'am, this might be really crazy. Um, And I could be wrong, because I I, I am sometimes. And I say, hey, ma'am, this might be really crazy. And I told her exactly what I felt Holy Spirit was telling me. I said, hey, this might be really crazy, but like three days ago, were you in a car accident and it messed up your back really bad? And she looked at me and she said two words, oh, snap, say oh, snap. (laughs) Not those exact words. Uh, But so she cussed at me, that really happened. Uh, So she cussed at me and I'm not offended. You know why? Because I don't expect a non-believer to talk like a believer. So I'm not offended, I'm kind of excited. And so I'm like, okay. Uh, And she's like, how? Did you know this? She's like, yeah, a couple days ago, I was in a car accident. I was in, I'm in severe back pain even now, but I have to work because I need the money. How did you know that? And let me tell you this, the, the goal is not for her to see that I see her. The goal is for her to see that God sees her. And in this moment, she's realizing that God knows her and sees her and sees her issue. Man, I hope she forgets me. I love how pastors said, man, may, may you forget the preacher, the worship team, but may you just see Jesus. And this lady, she experienced Jesus. And so I said again, hey, is it okay if I pray for you? And she says yes. It'd be weird if she said no, but it's yeah, so cool. I'm, I'm going to follow how she, how she vibes. And so with my hands in my pockets, I prayed, Jesus, you love my friend so much. You died for her, giving her life forever if she'll give you her life. And man, on top of that, you love her like so much. You want to heal her. So I pray that you would, amen. That's it. Like in like 10 seconds, I'm not making it this long drawn out thing. I'm not yelling. I'm not shouting. I'm being chill. Uh, curious real quick, who's married in the room? Raise your hand if you're married. When is yelling ever made things better ever? Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. But yet so many times when, when we go into revival nights or it's church time, we feel like we got to get louder. You don't got to yell. He's right there with you. you. He can hear you. Like for real. I love pastor yells that he, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, for real. I got you. I got you. A bunch of you, you're like, yeah, come on, preach as y'all yell at me. it's It's fine. I feel assaulted. Okay. But so, but I think it's funny that we do this, but Holy Spirit wants a normal relationship with you. And the truth is, make, make, and, and so in this moment, I, I pray for her and she looks at me and she starts to cry and I'm like, oh my gosh, I made it worse. You know, not really. Um, and so, but I'm like, hey man, I'm like, why, why are you crying? And she's like, you don't understand. As you started praying for me, my back got so warm and as I move it around, all of the pain is gone. And here's what I love. It's not my story, it's not even her story, that's a kingdom story that we all can participate in. And so, man, I I do the rest of all my stuff. And the truth is, what I love about this is that we have these nudge moments all the time. And I believe this, is that Holy Spirit wants to nudge all of you in the right direction. He's just really fascinating to me. In this very room, I asked the, all of you to nudge the person next to you two times. And in this room, I saw three different nudges. I saw, number one was like rock, like it was, it was intense. Like it was like WrestleMania, like UFC, like chill out. Like obviously some of you had some aggression, like driving in, like I know you got it all out. Uh, number two is like a little tap, that's cute, whatever. And then some of you didn't do it. And I can see you, like I I, can, I have the advantage. And here's, the, here's what I want you to get tonight is this. The level of nudge that you felt was determined by the level of relationship that you have. Man, because if you're, if you're by someone you don't know, it's probably weird to, to touch them at all. You probably shouldn't. man. But, if, but if you, like, I promise you, if my wife was here, she would run up on stage and tackle me to the ground. Like, I promise you. Like, for real. Like, man. Because like, you know why? Because we have a relationship. And so I I can feel her nudges. Man, my my friends, we can nudge each other. Man, some of you felt really big nudges, hopefully not from a stranger, because that would be weird. Can it happen? Yes. But does it happen? Not often. And the truth is, if you're in a season of life, or maybe just life entirely, and you feel like you're not feeling the nudges of Holy Spirit, my question for you is this How close are you sitting to Holy Spirit? mean, are, are you even in the same room or the same row as him? Because so many times we get embarrassed by sitting next to him. But yet the truth is he wants to empower you, not embarrass you. And so what we're going to talk about as we're going to kind of go into prayer time in a minute or two is what this nudge looks like. Uh, another way of, of calling it the nudge is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and it's, it's like my favorite thing. I mean, outside of salvation, I think it's one of the most significant things any believer can participate in. And Jesus is the one who brings it up. Uh, Acts one, verse four, Jesus says that it is a gift. Jesus says this, he says, "'Go and wait for the gift my Father promised, "'which you've heard me speak about, uh, "'for John baptized with water, but in a few days, "'you will be filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit.'" Here's what I love. He said, Jesus calls it a gift. Who likes gifts in here? Raise your hand if you like gifts. Although some of you are like, no, fine. You ain't getting nothing, okay? Uh, I was gonna give away books to everybody. And you ruined it for everybody. <laughs> Now people have to buy them, okay? Um, and the truth is, is this: I, mean, I love gifts because, by definition, I don't have to do anything but receive them. And so Jesus has the setup, he says, "Hey, there's a gift for you. You don't have to pay for it or beg for it. You just have to receive it." And then Jesus, uh, just a couple of verses later, his last words ever recorded were about this gift. That's how big of a deal it was to Jesus. Acts one verse eight: Jesus defines what the gift is. He says, "The gift you'll receive is this. You will receive." Power when Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And I love this: is that Jesus is saying that the gift that we can receive is the empowerment to be a better witness. I Man, I remember growing up thinking that witnessing was what we do to others. Uh, this is real. When I was in kids' church, uh, we went out witnessing. Oh, uh, there was eight of us at this really tiny church, uh, eight of us kids, and our, our Sunday school teacher said, hey, we're going to go witnessing to people. We're all excited. And we went Christmas caroling door to door without ever rehearsing once, and we were terrible. <laughs> Nobody got saved once. Also, it was June. Um, that really happened. We went Christmas caroling in June to lead people to Jesus door to door. That never works, but I used to always think this, that witnessing is what we do to others, but witnessing is what others should be doing to us. When they witness you, they should witness Jesus. Man, when they witness your marriage, your finances, your parenting, your work ethic, like how you talk, they should witness Jesus. And some of you might need to be empowered to look more like Jesus, at least I do. I don't know about you, but I do. And so Jesus has this gift for us to be empowerment. Because what the baptism of the Holy Spirit really is, it's the empowerment to be a witness. It's the empowerment to do things so that more people may know Jesus. Get greater faith, operate in the gifts more, see greater miracles on a more consistent basis. And here's what I love. Uh, the disciples, they, they go and they follow Jesus' commandment to go and be baptized in the Holy Spirit. They go and wait a few days. Uh, in Acts chapter 2, uh, it's the day of Pentecost. This is the first time this ever happens for any believer. Uh, and this will be the last passage we look at tonight. And it says this. It says, on the day of Pentecost, they were all gathered together in one place. And suddenly, a sound like a violent rushing wind filled the entire house where they were sitting. And then I love this. It says, and then tongues of fire came upon each one of them and rested on each one of them. And all. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, and then they all began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them the ability. Here's my one of my absolute. This is like probably my favorite verse in the Bible. But there's just one word that I love more than all of them, and it's the word "all." Say "all." Here's what I love. It says that all of them. There's roughly 120 disciples in this room. All of them were filled. All of them. Some of the disciples had been there with Jesus for years, following Jesus. Some of them have been just doing life with Jesus for months and some maybe even just for days. And yet all of them received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, every single one of them, which shows me something really important, that it does not matter how long you've had a relationship with Jesus, all believers are qualified to have Holy Spirit in their life all of them, whether you've been a disciple for years or moments or moments from now, man, he wants to impart healing for you. And if I can, my friends in the band make their way up as we transition to a time of prayer, the question a lot of us have, I think is this, is how do I know I've received this? How do I know I've received this empowerment to be a witness? How do I know I've received this nudge, this, empower, this baptism of the Holy Spirit? And there's really two ways uh, that we know we've received it. There's initially and continually. Initially, we will speak in other tongues as Holy Spirit gives us the ability. Now, he's not making you like a puppet, making you talk or anything. You are in full autonomous control. And that's amazing. It's beneficial for us. We can pray the perfect will of God. It builds our faith, Jude one twenty, Romans 8, all of that. But then the other way that we know is continually. is over time, you should see people coming to Jesus. Here's my pet peeve. Is there so many believers that have been baptized in the Holy Spirit and never do anything with it. They never lead anybody to Jesus. And the truth is, let me say it like this. Holy Spirit isn't there to make you feel good. He's there to help you do good. It's not just about feeling Holy Spirit. I love to feel him. I often don't. But, man, the truth is the Holy Spirit is here for us to do good, to heal people, to set people free. And that's what's going to happen tonight. So I want us to do this. Uh, With every head bowed and every eye closed, man, I I always want to give an opportunity for this. If you're here and and you'd say, hey, I I need to give my life to Jesus uh, for the first time or the first time in a long time, man, tonight is an awesome night to have revival in our life, man, to have a, a new spirit. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, this is not private, but it is personal. With every head bowed and every eye closed, um, Jesus is super real, he's the son of the living God. He came from heaven to earth, lived a perfect sinless life on behalf of you and then died on behalf of all of the guilt, shame, and sin that you've ever done. And, And he died on a cross and was raised from the dead three days later for you so you can have heaven after you die and have heaven here on earth as you live. Uh, But man, just real quick, if you're here with every head bowed, every eye closed, I just want to know who I'm praying with. Uh, I'm not going to make you come up or anything like that. I just want to know who I'm praying with. Uh, With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're here and you say you need to give your life to Jesus for the first time or the first time in a long time, would you just raise your hand so I know who I'm praying with this evening if there's anybody? Awesome. 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 Okay, you can put your hands down. Here's what I want us to do. We're going to pray with these like three or four individuals as, as a commissioned family. Even if this isn't your normal church, let me tell you what this is a good church to have as a normal church. But we're going to do this together because the Word of God says this: If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is man, that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, then you'll be saved. So we're going to tonight. We're going to all together as a, as man as a body of human beings and believers as commissioned people. Man, what we're going to pray? I'm going to just pray it out. But I want you to repeat after me this prayer. And and the prayer is this, is is Jesus, I know you're pursuing me. I know you died and rose again for me. I give you my whole life. Every part. I'm all in. Amen. Man, I'm I'm most excited for what just happened. Can we give it up for the four people who just said yes? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think oftentimes... Because here's what's going to, we're going to pray for, for more of Holy Spirit in a moment. in these altars after that, we're going to pray for healing for a couple minutes. And I, I promise you, we're going to see miracles because that's how Holy Spirit works. But oftentimes, man, oftentimes we can idolize the miracles and not the miracle maker. And Jesus is, is the best part. If we ended right now, this is a total win for me, a total win for us, a total win for Jesus. And yet there's more. Man, I love this about Jesus, that he does, he does more than enough. He doesn't just save us. He gives us ability to help us save others and to heal others. It's, it's wild to me. And so here's what I want us to do. If, we, if you're physically able to, can you all stay into your feet? If you're physically able to, can you just stay into your feet? In a, in a moment, we're gonna pray uh, really for two categories of people at the same time. And I'd love to pray with you but the goal is not for me to pray for you. The goal is for you to have an encounter with Jesus. I am not the baptizer. Jesus is the one who baptizes us in the Holy Spirit and his power. And so here's what we're gonna really do in a moment. Whether you're, you're someone who say, hey, I just want a fresh outpouring of Holy Spirit, man, I wanna pray with you. And at the same time, if you're here and you say, hey, I wanna be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want these nudges in my life. In a second, I'll tell you when, when I say amen to a prayer, that's your cue to come forward. But if, you, if that's you and you say, I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, when I say so, just so I know who I'm praying for, if you come up here to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, to be prayed for for that, just so i know who i'm praying for if you put the front of your feet against the front of this altar or over over there over there just so i know who you are uh, if you just put the front of your feet against the front of the altar space just so i know who i'm praying for it makes things really efficient for me but at the same time if you're saying hey i just want a fresh outpouring i want a fresh impartation of holy spirit's power man dan tonight is for you for both of those categories of people and so we're gonna, I'm going to walk us through this. I'm going to kind of coach us, walk us through this. I've done this for, man, tens of thousands of people. And we're going to do this again tonight. Man, you are not alone in praying tonight. I'm going to pray this with you because I want more of it for myself. And so what we're really going to do is we're going to do this uh, as we pray for any of this. We're going to tell Jesus that we want the gift, whatever gift he has for us, whether that's a fresh word, a fresh healing, or the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Man, I want whatever gift Jesus has for me. Man, I'm not coming to Christmas with a gift list and refusing any other gifts. Man, I want the gifts that he actually has for me tonight. It's on his timeline, all of that. So we're going to tell Jesus that we want to receive whatever he has for us. Then we're going to get as close to him as we can through prayer and through worship. And then at any time tonight, anytime when you're praying, whether you know it, feel it, sense it, have this nudge that Holy Spirit is upon you, I wanna encourage you to speak out what you feel I'm prompting you to say. It's not gonna make any sense. It's a totally different language of heaven. And I promise I will be louder than you because I have a microphone. And there's no pressure. You're like, well, I don't want it to be loud then don't be loud. Like, 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 a, what, but like I, I don't know if it's going to sound right. It's not going to sound right because it's a totally different language. It's the evidence of what you've received. Man, I want, I want you to think of it like this. Man, Jesus says there is a gift for all believers of this empowerment. There is a gift. That's our goal. And, and, and speaking in tongues is the gift receipt of the gift. It's the evidence that this gift has been bought on behalf of us. And so, man, the receipt is amazing. It's the evidence that we've received something, but our goal isn't to speak in tongues, although that'll happen for a ton of us. Our goal tonight is to get more of Holy Spirit than we walked in here with. And that's our goal tonight. So I'm gonna pray us into this. And when I say amen, that's your cue to come forward. Whether you say, I want just a fresh impartation of Holy Spirit or I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And if that's you, if you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, I want you to come up in a moment and put the front of your feet against the front of the altar just so I know who I'm praying for and everything will be super normal. Nothing, I'm, No one's going to be weird or pushy or, or yelling or anything like that. I got you tonight. Like We're going to have a healthy experience. So I want us to pray into this. And when I say amen, that's our cue to come forward. Jesus, I pray this. I pray this would be the easiest place in the entire world to sense your presence. I pray this would be the easiest place in the entire world to sense you. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, I want you right now just to kind of focus on him and not focusing on the result. So many of us, we can come into a night like this and say, man, I, I need to be healed, I need to get filled, I need to speak in tongues. Man, I-, I want you to, for a moment, get rid of the shopping list that you have for Jesus tonight. Man, whatever the, man, the Christmas list, the gift list, whatever it is, I want you to kind of throw it away for an evening and just receive the gift that he has for you. And with, when we do that, so often we receive so much more than we ever could have asked for. So Jesus, I pray that, man, that this would be the easiest place in the entire world to feel your presence. Because here's what I know. Man, I don't even have to prophesy it because I know it's true. Your presence is uniquely here, unlike it is anywhere else in the entire world. So help us to tap into that. So in the name of Jesus, I pray this would be an easy place to receive from you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. So if that's you and you want to receive more of Holy Spirit or be baptized in the Holy Spirit, as the band begins to play right now, just make your way up. And I would just love to pray for you in a really calm uh, calm environment. Oh. Oh, Jesus. And so, as you make your way up, man, we're going to tell Jesus that we want it. We're going to get as close to him as we can through prayer and worship. And then, at any point you feel him, man, I want you just to speak out what you feel him prompting you to say. And I want, you, I want to encourage you a couple of things to keep your eyes closed, man, your hands raised as a sign of receiving. And I want you to pray out loud. That is being loudly, just out loud. Because eventually, it'll be a different language that you pray. So Holy Spirit, as the band is about to start praying, I pray for an impartation of your spirit, man, that isn't man-made, but that is Holy Spirit encountered. So Holy Spirit, I'm gonna get off the, the mic for a couple minutes. I'm just gonna lay hands on some people and pray, but the goal is not for me to pray for you. The goal is for you to receive the gift that Jesus has for you. All right, just keep praying. Don't let me distract you. Man, with every head bowed, every eye closed, man, I want to encourage you to pray out loud, man, with your eyes closed, just focusing on Jesus. Man, and if you're praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, man, I want to encourage you for the next, like, 45 seconds, uh, just to turn off English for 45 seconds, man, not as a manipulator, but as a motivator to kind of test out the waters, because I believe he's going to fill people. Man, kind of, man, even if some of you You haven't like prayed like this in years. He wants to fill, he wants to fill, he wants to fill. So Holy Spirit, I pray even just right now, just for the next like 45 seconds, that we would just turn off English for just a moment, just to motivate the spirit of God in this house. Holy Spirit, just fill my friends in the name of Jesus right now, in this calmer place. Would you just fill my friends? Holy Spirit, would you just come right now? Would you speak to my friends? Would you just speak, my friends? And man, as you're praying, I want to tell you this: you don't have to beg for what God already wants to give you. All you gotta do is just receive it. And if you tell them that you want to receive it, you get yourself in a position. Then just speak it out, man. It's already there. You have the access, Holy Spirit. Well, I pray just for the next, like, man, couple moments. Would you just keep filling, my friends? Holy Spirit, would you just fill my friends? Would you fill my friends? And as we're praying, I wanna encourage us as we're having this relationship with Holy Spirit, I want us to take a moment, as we're being empowered, to ask Holy Spirit this question. Holy Spirit, we're all gonna ask him a question individually. Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me? Not to my wife. Not to my kids, but I want you to right now to be selfish with Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me? And it might be a word, it might be a whole plethora of sentences, but just for a couple moments, just a minute or two, and you can keep receiving. Man, I love with Holy Spirit that you can both receive, man, and and receive in multiple ways. You can receive power and a word at the same time. So the first thing we're gonna ask is, Holy Spirit, what do you wanna say to me? Holy Spirit, what do you wanna say to me? And I'm gonna get off the microphone for like a minute and a half, and I want this to be your time for the next 90 seconds or so, to say, Holy Spirit, what do you wanna say to me? And then just to listen and to actually believe what he's saying. All right, keep praying, keep praying. You're doing everything awesome. You're doing everything great. No one's doing anything wrong. So the next question we're going to ask, Holy Spirit, is this. May we ask, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me? Now the next thing we're going to pray is this. Holy Spirit, what do you want to say about me? Holy Spirit, what do you want to say about me? Because I believe this. And we're going to deal with some of this tomorrow morning. But so many of us have been, have been identities and things that should just be identifiers, that things have happened to you, man, that you've made them your entire identity. And God wants to speak a new and fresh identity over you that he's proud of you, that he loves you, man that, man, that, man, that you are more than enough and that you don't have to work for it to deserve it. Man, he loves you like crazy. So the next question we're gonna ask Holy Spirit, and it will only be positive, loving, affirming if it comes from God. And so Holy Spirit, what do you wanna say to me? And Holy Spirit, what do you wanna say about me? Holy Spirit, what do you wanna say about me? All right, just keep praying. We're going to pray for this for about like another minute or two. Uh, But with every head bowed and every eye closed, as we're kind of praying this, uh, I could be super wrong and that's totally okay. Uh, But I feel like there's two people I want to pray for specifically and I'll come to you wherever you're at. Um, If you're here, this is really specific and I might be really wrong, but if you're a nurse practitioner for a job, I would love to pray for you. And also if you are involved in like video game design, I, just, I would love to pray for you. So with every head bowed in for our clothes, as you keep just hearing from Holy Spirit, if you're a nurse practitioner or like a video game designer or something in that field, can you just lift your hand so I know if, if, you're, if that's someone here and I'll come and pray with you. And if you want to come and find me afterwards, that's totally okay too. But Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me? And Holy Spirit, what do you want to say about me? What do you want to say about me? And right now, I just want to pray for an increase of faith in this room for the last thing we're going to pray for in a couple minutes. I pray that there must be an impartation of faith in this house. Man, Holy Spirit, I'm so thankful for what you did tonight, and I I think there's more. So I want us to do this without, man, without uh, disrupting the flow of God, we're just going to move physically. I want you to, if you can, if you're in this altar space, if you can just take like three steps backwards that would be really helpful for what we're about to do if you could just make make a little room in the altar space so here's here's our love is man when we get more of holy spirit it's to empower us to do greater things man to pray for for healing for miracles and so we're going to do that for just our last couple minutes and so but really quickly just to talk just to touch on healing for just a moment and jesus healing is all throughout jesus's life a majority of time, Jesus ends the healing moments by saying, your faith has made you well. So my prayer right now is that there will be an intensification of faith in this room. But let me say it like this. Um, I, I want to pray for anybody who has a healing issue, but we're also going to pray for one another. And if you'd say, oh, that makes me uncomfortable, get over yourself. Okay? Uh, for real. I love you, but you got to get over yourself because you got to love people more than you got to love your own dignity a little bit. And like, man, if it doesn't work the way you think it's supposed to work, no big deal. Who cares? I'm like, I feel like I'm supposed to pray for a nurse practitioner and someone who does stuff like with like video game stuff. I'll ask about it tomorrow. I could be wrong and it's totally okay. That doesn't make me a failure to God. That means I have a better opportunity, heater and better. But in a moment, we're gonna pray for anyone who just needs a healing touch, a miracle touch physically. Uh, tomorrow we're gonna deal with some like emotional stuff. That'll be amazing. But let me say it like this. Maybe you've prayed for an issue over and over again and it hasn't worked out the way you've wanted it to. Let me, let me me Let me preach to you for a minute. Just because God didn't, doesn't mean God doesn't. Just because God didn't, doesn't mean God doesn't. And so I'm not letting last time affect how I'm praying this time. And so, man, this is a new moment. Man, and I'm, I'm, for, I, I believe God uses me, but I believe God uses everybody. So we're gonna pray for one another. And so here's our rules, at least for my, my moment, my service tonight, is how we're going to pray for each other. Uh, in a moment, uh, if you have a healing issue you want to pray, get prayed for, in a moment when I tell you, you'll come up to the front, kind of make a line, we'll pray for you, it'll be awesome. Uh, but here's your, as other people are going to pray for you, we're going to pray one-to-one, only one person every other person. Because in a room like this, there could be some of us who have a big issue, but what happens so often is we, have the, we, we measure the issue and then we get measured results which is messed up. And so we're going to pray just one-to-one, and we're going to ask permission. And there might be someone here with like a big issue, and there's this tendency to want to all crowd around and pray as if we need more people. That doesn't change anything. What it ends up doing is it glorifies a sickness higher than Jesus. And so we're just going to pray one-to-one. It's okay. God can use you. He can use me. He can use all of us, because it's Him doing it anyways. So here's what we're gonna do Though when we pray for someone. We're gonna say, hey, can I pray for you? If they say no, leave them alone, okay? Uh, If they say yes, awesome. And then ask them not, hey, what are you sick with? But hey, what are you believing God for? What are you believing God for? Because the difference is huge. What's the bad thing that's already happened? Or, hey, what are you having faith for already? And so we're engaging faith together. So, hey, what do you believing God for? And then you're going to pray for them like you normally pray in the car by yourself. And then here's the faith part. You're going to ask them afterwards, how how you doing? Do you feel, do you feel the same or do you feel better? Um, worse, hopefully, for nobody. That's a joke, but it's fine. But So so we're just going to ask you, how are you you feeling? And regardless of what they say, we're going to pray one more time. If they say, hey, I actually physically feel a little bit better, then keep praying for them. And then if they say, hey, I feel the same, okay. And just pray a blessing over them. Let Holy Spirit move through you. But all those words will only be positive, affirming, and loving. And nothing about marriage, nothing about kids, like, shell out. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to pray us into this. And if you're here and you have a physical issue, uh, an ailment of any kind, man, man, whether you think it's really small, it's a really big deal for God. He cares a lot about it. And if you feel like it's a really big deal, it's a really small deal to God. It's no big deal for him. He can take care of it really easily. So no big deal. We've seen all sorts of things get healed. And so we're not going to take too long because it doesn't have to take too long, but I'm going to pray us into this. And God, I pray right now that you have an increase of faith in this house for physical healing. Man, I, even I, I already, right now, I have like a huge feeling that there might be someone here with scoliosis, and I would love to personally pray for you. So let me know if that's you. Man, God, I pray uh, for like a, a deaf right ear. God, I pray that that would be open tonight. And God, I pray, um, man, for chronic migraines with leave. But God, I pray that we would all see a move of God tonight. God, in. And let me say it like this. We're going to deal with this tomorrow, but anxiety and depression is just as real to Jesus as a broken leg. So God, if we need healing, man, in this place, uh, when I say amen, I just want you to kind of find a place, make a single file line. This makes it really easy to pray for people. But Jesus, I pray this. Would you do it again? Would you do it again? like I've, Like we've seen you do it before in the name of Jesus. Amen. So if you're here, And you need prayer for any kind of physical healing in your life. If you just kind of make your way forward and make a kind of like a single file line. And I would love to pray with you. And other believers would love to pray for you. So you can come up now. Uh, If there's nobody, then this is just the healthiest church I've ever been to in my entire life. All right. And there's no shame in having sicknesses. Man, man, I preach for healing. I've seen cancer leave. And yet I still have cavities. It drives me crazy. Man, like for real, like God can move and still be normal for us. And so here's the thing. As people are coming up, I want you to be called by God, be nudged to pray for somebody and ask them, can I pray for you? What do we believe in God for? And then pray for them. Every person, as I'm about to put the mic down, should have someone else praying for them. The goal is not for me to pray for you. The goal is for you to have an encounter with Jesus. So someone, everyone just kind of have somebody to pray for them. You totally got this. Amen. I I love nights like this. Um, I love that so many people came into a room on a Saturday night when you could be doing anything. You've been pursuing God, fasting, all of this stuff. Man, I haven't been fasting, but I can't wait to eat with y'all tomorrow. For real, Um, for real. Um, But man, I'm I'm excited for what God uh, has done and is doing. And here's what I love: this is not the end of a night. This is the continuation of what God has already been doing. And so we're going to keep pursuing that. I'm going to have Pastor. Um, make his way back up wherever he is and if he's not here it's okay i'm just gonna take over so it's fine um oh i'm giving it to you okay my bad my bad um let me i'm i'm super excited i would love i'm gonna be here tomorrow but i'd love to meet you and hang out with you um i'll be here for a couple minutes uh like i have some books i wrote both on the holy spirit uh, if you want to go deeper in this uh man today we talked about the very top of the iceberg of what holy spirit has for us all of his gifts and all that stuff so we'll have those you know Oh, but i really love just to kind of meet you and say hi to you and i will see you uh tomorrow but i want to pray pray over you as i hand it over uh, god i pray for this house i want to just prophetically speak over this over this house and this church god i pray man that there will be a new season i uh, mean i prayed this for um for one person I, pr- I believe it also for the church god that they that this church would reap where it has not sown And God, and that it would reap in areas where it used to sow back years ago. And so God, I pray that there will be a level of just abundance uh, in every area. And I pray this again, um, man, that every home in this church will be full of more joy and more laughter than it's ever experienced in any of its days. Man, I pray for just a a new level of restoration. And God, I pray that you would build a supernatural anticipation for what you're going to do tomorrow and the rest of this evening in the name of Jesus.